Blog Talk Radio. La pelota para Raquitis, va abriendo para Montoya. Está esperando Suárez, espera Suárez en diagonal, pero muy ancha la pelota, alcanza a enganchar la pelota a Serva este lado. Queda un hombre para la marca, le queda atrás a Suárez, goloso del Barça. ¡Gol! This is the Wide Men Radio Network's coverage of the World Cup. Brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, WowFreeCam.com, and Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy. We dive deep into every goal, every group, every play, every big moment from this year's World Cup. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. You can also find us at blogtalkradio.com slash jump. And now to your hosts, Nate and Tim Dombrova. You know, I just realized that when I do that intro and I made that intro, it almost makes it seem like, that Tim, you're my dad. Because I say Nate and Tim Dombrova. My last name's not Dombrova by any stretch. Well, you wish it was, though. Maybe. Will you adopt me? Maybe. Um, well, I, I was thinking maybe we could maybe do it the other way, Nate. I'm going to adopt I'm you? No, well, we can always get married, you know. Oh, we're going to get married. Oh. Yeah, Won't your yeah, wife have something? give it a- I'll give us a time. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not married, though. Only common law. I can still marry you. <laughs> Some kind of big tax break there, maybe, or something? Well, yeah. If there's a tax break, I'll look into it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, but I have to look into that. But maybe, anyway, maybe, but... Uh... That's another What's show. going on, everybody? It is, it is the World Cup Results Part 6 show. Uh, and for everyone out there that wants to talk shit, we know who you are. Since you say this puts you to sleep, then why are, why do our numbers constantly skyrocket? We'll talk soccer, Tim. From, why do we add four countries good, every time we do this? This is from our good friend, Advanced Latrine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him from now on. He will be referred to as Overflowing Latrine. That will be his new yeah. name. And whatever, soccer is a great sport. Not my fault. It is. It really is. Cultural enough to appreciate it. We don't. You know, we don't come out and say that we're experts on soccer. We just enjoy the World Cup. It's it's fun. It makes everything just. I don't know. Just like it gives you a sense of like I guess nationalism on a major stage, but it's something to actually be proud of. It's like hey, we're. I'll go so far as to say if it actually does, in fact, uh, cause people to go to sleep, that is still a public service. Yeah. Well, the people that apparently it causes to go to sleep are people I don't want to have awake very long anyway. So, anywho. That's the dream. <laughs> Anyhow, to him, yeah, whatever. He's great big, dummy. Yeah. At least he's still listening. All right. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Anyways, move, moving on. Moving on. We want to give a big thank you to um, to our good friends in Greece. Welcome aboard to the Wide Man Radio Network. We knew there was no way you were going to let Turkey have this scoop for that long. That's right. Now we got happen. Turkey and Greece. What's, all we need now is, uh, let's see, we got Turkey and Greece. We just need to make sure we get hungry, and then we can serve it all on China. <laughs> Can we get uh, if we've got greasy, greasy turkey, we almost need to get the uh, oh, the jokes and started out there. That's pretty lame. Never mind. <laughs> Nothing will I'm be as bad as mine. I was trying to fly with you know mayonnaise in the Mediterranean or something like that, but there's no country called the Mediterranean, so it doesn't really work. <laughs> there's <a sea. laughs> well, there's got to be something there. Ah, who knows? But. uh here well, we are. Down, people should. I'm sure people in the Mediterranean Sea, when they're on it on their luxury cruises, and uh, good friends of Tom Robinson from Palatial, uh, Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, well, do take a lot vacations. of cruises. He vacations yeah, they, there four times. People in the Medi- yeah, there probably are people from listening on the Mediterranean Sea. That's probably not a stretch. He vacations there four times a year, so I, I can understand that. Um, but anyway, you're here to hear about a little soccer and. That's that's why we're here, if I can say so myself. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the let's get to the footy. 
It has been a World Cup and a half. Like, my goodness, what a what a a World Cup tournament this has been. One for the ages, if I do say so myself. I would have to say that if it's if it, if it isn't the best one, I I I need uh, I need print I need proof that it why it isn't. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'll agree with that because it's been great. Um, we've had upsets. We've had some. Who would have thunk? Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but uh, Croatia when the World Cup started, I believe it was a six percent chance they had of getting to the finals. There weren't too many I mean, people uh, on the Croatian bandwagon, I don't think. Let me see here. Let me look this up. Croatian odds. It couldn't have been very. It couldn't have been very high. There's no way. I mean, they are a decent uh, pre-tournament. Uh, they were a decent uh, soccer country, but I, I don't think they were anything that anybody was calling was going to make a run to the final. Yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular. I really think it was like maybe a 6% chance or something like that. I'm trying to find it here. Uh, but to start the World Cup tournament, it was just a it was a really low number, uh, if I can call it that. Um, I just can't. I wish I could find the... Uh, Let's see here. I might have... Uh... I'm I'm looking I'm trying to find it up or pull it up here. Uh somebody had had put it had posted it the World Cup odds. Uh clearly clearly Croatia though, you're right. They were not the favorite to to take it. I do believe it was 6%. I I don't I'm almost certain it was 6%. Yeah, it's hard to everything that comes up is is just for the last game. Nobody wants to uh, Yeah, nobody's putting it up. I, I, I think I saw to, uh, 6%. Give you the old 6%. But um, before we get to talking about the final, let's go ahead and talk about the two semifinals. Uh, France took on Belgium. We talked about um, what what we thought it would take the French to beat the Belgians. Um, I picked the Belgians to win it all at the beginning of the tournament, and boy, they came close. But uh, they'll have to settle for bronze at best uh, as they lose one to nothing to the French on Samuel Umtiti. 51st minute goal, the only goal of the game, and France just looked better in terms of shots. They shot 19 times, five shots on target. Belgium shot nine times, only three shots on target. Although Belgium dominated the possession, they had 64% of the possession time, and uh, France had 36. Uh, their Belgium's passes were more accurate, but here's what killed them: 16 fouls on Belgium to France's six, three yellow cards for Belgium, two for France. And that was that probably proved to be the difference. Well, you know the French defense, not unlike a young girl on prom night. You know, <laughs> just no getting there. Just no getting there. No giving there at all. Um, yeah. The Belgians just they, they just couldn't get it going. They uh, they, they, a, they really could. Uh, they they. They attacked, but they just could not penetrate that defense for nothing or money. They just because they never really came all that close to scoring. I think to be with, honest, I think with the, the the Belgians is they almost looked like I won't I won't say disinterested, but they it's almost like they reverted back to where they were against Japan. They just kind of were going with the flow, and they I mean they were playing hard. I'm not going to say they weren't, but. It's just almost like well, it seems when they get down, they kind of just they they so get hard far on this themselves. Tournament, I mean, the key to soccer is making is not playing how the other team wants you to play. Is is enforcing yeah. your will on them. Nobody has yeah. been able to enforce their will on France yet. The French play That's their true. game. They don't care. They they're structured. They got a, like I said, they got a defense there that you can't put a bullet into. Um, they scored their goal, and the, 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 to be honest, the game was pretty much over. I mean, it was good. It was a good yeah. game, and the, the the Belgians still. I mean, they had a shot at it still, but in all honesty, they never really got all that close. 
to be honest. Uh, uh, mind you, um, uh, two two really different styles of play. The Bel- the Belgians yeah. are kind of there. They're they're what I like to call wave attackers. They come and try to move the ball from the outside into the middle and pound away at it to try to score. The French are kind of those, uh, I don't know, I like to call them opportunity scorers, where all of a sudden it doesn't really look like there's a whole hell of a lot going on, and all of a sudden the ball's in the net. And you're kind of, how the hell did that happen? It's almost (laughs) one of those things where you have to, to, uh, some teams are attackers and some teams are counterattackers. Um, the Belgians kind of seem to be more of the attackers where the French kind of counterattacked. The French, like I said, only had the possession 36% of the game, but yet they get more shots on goal on their counterattacks as the Belgians failed to get back because Belgium has these bigger guys who they're quick, but they're not as going to as gonna be as quick as the French. Uh, a team that well, could have really a... done a lot with France would have been, had they gotten there, would have been Brazil. Because Brazil's recovery time, Brazil attacks, and they can get back on defense. If you can play France well, like the, Brazil would have played them, I yeah, think the, that would have been The Belgians, no, won. they never really got that close to the net. Their attack died they in didn't. the midfield. Yeah. They kind of got shut down and pushed to the outside, and they really just couldn't. They really didn't get in all that. I mean, God, they got, what, a whole three shots on goal. Not that in soccer, I suppose, three attempts to score is not really that bad, I guess. But, um it was a it was a good game, uh, but in all honesty, I don't really like I said I, I don't think the uh, the outcome was ever in doubt. From, yeah, from the start of the way, it was just the French had just got too much, and uh, on those world on those uh, pre tournament odds, the uh, I'll just give them for those two teams: uh, the French are six to one, and the Belgians ten Decent to one. Decent odds. So, so ten to one, really? Oh, the Belgians, so you mean? Uh, I thought you meant Croatia. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the six. That's that was the sixth highest. The French were at six to one, and that was that was tied for third because the two favorites were Brazil and Germany, of course. And that's kind of shocking that they Belgium was ranked third in the world, but yet they had slimmer odds than France well, to win the World Cup. Uh, well, you got to look at the draw, right? I mean, the draw true, ended very up. True. Uh, the, the draw ended up being awfully favorable for. Uh, well, particularly on the other side, where some teams, uh, your Argentinas and Uruguay's bit the dust. And then Russia had a yeah. good run and really isn't that good a team. So, but that's what the World Cup is all about, my friend. That's that's what makes it worth watching, is you just can never be entirely sure what's going to happen out there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that is very true. Um, you know, even even when a team is ranked way, you know, most sports, when a team is, you know, let's say that college football or something like that, and, okay, number one's playing number 25, or college basketball, too, for that matter, that usually requires a fairly unique set of circumstances for the number one team to lose. They usually have to beat themselves. Well, you- well, you got to remember too, though, when the tournament starts, it's uh, you, the rankings don't mean a, a good damn to anybody once the tournament gets going. No, they're also based on they're based on the results from you know, like I think it's the past two years or so. So there might yeah, even be guys so that on the, you know, there's guys on a team that aren't even on weren't weren't even on two years ago. So and vice versa. So I mean, it's I mean they got to rank them somehow because people like rankings, right? But. Um, yeah, that's the that's thing. A, that's Rankings big... seem to be a uh, that's a big deal in um, in everything. Uh, but here, here, Tim, let me run this by you. Um, especially with soccer, and, and do you think it's fair to rank teams before anything really gets going? Because, uh, like you said, soccer ranks everything from two years ago, which I don't think is fair. I think they should base the rankings off of how you looked in the qualifying games. Well, there's versus a, they have a you know what I they mean. They have a they do up and up until the 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 qualifiers are in there. All international games, all yeah. friendlies, all that stuff counts somewhat. But I think most of it is based on um, your previous showing in the last World Cup uh, for European teams. There's the Euros, which fall uh, 
uh, in between the World Cup years. So, like, there's Euro uh, 2020, I believe, is the next one. And, uh, yeah, the, and they'll uh, have uh, the Olympics, too. Have, yeah, the South Americans have something, too. So all that stuff kind of goes in the pile. But, oh, I mean, they're, yeah, they're only here's the thing. If you, ha- if you lose players and you lose guys who on your team – that were a part of that World Cup run, how can you justify ranking them? Oh, you can't. No, no argument. That, that's the thing. That's kind of like... Any more than... Like uh, co- any more than like you could argue ranking. that, well, uh, we played Argentina eight times and we lost eight times, so we must really, really suck. Well, maybe not. Maybe just Argentina's just that good. Well, again, but that's like college football rankings. Every year the college football rankings come out, and usually the team that... Won the championship well, last uh, year, even though even though they lost yeah, their, their entire uh, squad. It's but, a horribly you know, inaccurate science. They're ranked top five. Um, South Carolina. The only way yeah, South Carolina. The only way it can ranked. have any really statistical merit is if it's the exact same lineups, playing the exact same teams, the exact amount of times in the exact same places, <laughs> with the same conditions, and that doesn't happen, of course. So. Well, remember this, a, though, so, and, and this is my song. example. South Carolina every year gets ranked on reputation. They're ranked top. They're ranked top ten every year in college football. Kind of like Brazil. Brazil's ranked mm-hmm. top well, every I mean, every uh, year. Brazil's ranked high, and Brazil has not made these, it past uh, the quarterfinals. They have not made it past the quarterfinals these, uh, in their last three World Cups. Based on these odds, though. If you'd have bet, you still would have got, what was it, France against Belgium, and what, England mm-hmm. against, uh, you still, that's Croatia. still the top, those teams, those four teams are all still in the top ten, except for Croatia, well, yeah. which is number 11. So they're not horribly out of out of whack with who actually ended up there. No, I'm not like, saying uh, they are, but you know, Saudi you Arabia remember the number one the final or something. The number one team in the world didn't even make it to the the groups or the uh, oh the knockout didn't round. Make it to the quarters. Yeah, no, didn't enough. make it to I the mean, round of sixteen. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a they're they're an unequal. I mean, it's a some uh, based on reputation. A lot of points are awarded going past. And of course, these. and of course, can we not forget FIFA, the uh, most corrupt people? And, then, yeah, in, and there's also that. And I'm sure there's some kind of money involved in the standings because if you host a, it probably gives you the right to host a couple more games or friendlies against better teams, which means you can charge more money for tickets and blah 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 blah. I, I, I don't doubt that all is a part of it because it always is. So. Yeah. You know, I, what, I mean, what, what, just... what, what, I don't know what what there is to say. I mean, they're. They're no writer than, uh, I mean, generally speaking, they're they're fairly decent, I suppose, but uh, no more than uh, the ones the one that always pisses me off so much. Duke, Duke could have their entire team could leave the college, they could go zero and twenty, and the next year they're at least ranked in the top ten. Yeah, true. And it doesn't, it and it doesn't matter what happens, and they keep that. What's worse is they keep that ranking all goddamn year. And it doesn't matter, and it doesn't seem to matter what they do. And they get into the tournament, and they die every year, just about, which makes me happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, soccer Sorry rankings kind of got to kind of got to take them with a grain of salt. So you never yeah, know. Yeah, they're they don't. I mean, there's just not enough. They don't play enough uh, uh, national games, you know, because there's too much money in the. You know, regular uh, each country's own leagues. You know they, they just don't get a chance to play that much, except during World Cup years. So, not a lot to go on, really. That's very you know, true. Based by this, based by this, look. Let's take this World Cup. Okay. Well, you are just, you know, techni- in my brain, it should be okay. Well, whoever wins is number one, and whoever was, you know, the two teams that were in the final should be one, two. And the runners-up should be three, four, and then after that, well, then you can kind of maybe you can shuffle them a bit. But I can I highly doubt that England will be ranked in the top four by the time this thing is over, when the next rankings come out. Because well, you can do that, but them, I don't think 
they shouldn't stick with yeah, that ranking. To do, well, because to put them there, that means they're going to have to move those perennial powerhouses out of the top four, and they don't want to do that. Well, and you can't leave them there either. If you leave them there for, like, the next World Cup, things are going to shift and change. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, by merit, uh, I mean, whoever wins should be number one. Now, I don't even know if that's true. I don't know about the point system. If I mean, because I'm not sure where France was ranked before this all started, but whether whether them winning the World Cup gives them enough points to put them in the first or not, I couldn't tell you. They might oh, not, nice. but it should because winning the whole thing to me, obviously, you're the best team in the world at this moment. If not, you're going to pack that yeah. around and say that you are at least. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that works. That's a We'll have to have a look at that on how they come up with the. I think they just pull names out of a hat. (laughs) I know the hockey one is just ridiculous. There's so many points awarded for this and so many for that, so many for this. And, hell, they have nothing to do. Like you said, I mean, uh, Olympic uh, tournaments. Okay, well, the teams are different every every four years. Even Canada sends a different team every four years. They don't send the same guys. You know, so... You guys well, have you a did. soccer team? You... Yeah, it's not very good, though. <laughs> Steve Nash on it? And I don't, you know, and to be honest, it's a bit of a mystery. I'm not really sure why Canada is so... I mean, I understand why we're not a superpower in soccer, but I don't know why we're, like, ranked 100th. That seems ridiculous to me. Well, you didn't make yeah, the we World Cup. Well, we neither did the we United States, so beat, don't feel bad. Uh, no, like when they have the uh, uh, the qualifying, we can't even beat uh, the, the Caribbean countries. Those little tiny places, they smash us. You know, like Barbados and places, Trinidad and Tobago and places like this, they just we can't even hang with them. The places, so, the places we go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can kick our Probably ass. America can't, America can't really talk all that loud because they didn't qualify either. We're, we're so. not. We're not. No, definitely not talking shit. This is America. You know, we're not exactly. We, the last 10 years or so, American male soccer has been actually fairly decent. You know, I've never seen a country, Tim, and I, I'm going to be honest with you on this one. There is a contingency of United States citizens, and I'm not even talking about our trollers and haters. There's a con- there's a contingency of people in the United States who, and this is going to sound really dumb, but they they dislike soccer, which is fine. You know, it's not a popular sport up over here in America. But they dislike soccer so much that they want the United States to miss the World Cup. And when they make it, they want them to lose. I'm like, what yeah, in the hell? Don't... I mean, I understand Seriously, wholeheartedly. True that... story. Uh, true story. The United States... When they made the uh, the round of 16, the knockout round a few years ago, they played Belgium. There were people literally rooting for Belgium to defeat the United States because they said soccer is a wussy sport and the United States has no business being involved in a wuss sport like soccer. I said, yeah. I, I was like, why don't your fat ass go out there and play that wuss sport then? <laughs> yeah, you, you have obviously not run up and down a soccer field. Well, you go run for 90 minutes wussy. and kick a ball and get kicked in the shin yeah, and take nut shots. That would cancel out the wussy part of it pretty fast. Um, yeah. Let's be honest, and, in America, and, and, soccer is, taking, is always going to take a back seat to baseball nationally. Nah. Football, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, nah, still, baseball. Baseball attendance is down, but it's still huge. I mean, let's not get ourselves. Um, oh, really? It's still better than you'll get for any soccer game, except maybe the women. Women, I maybe league soccer. But I'm talking about like national soccer. I don't know, man. Like, it seems to be growing while baseball's dwindling. Well, it is traditionally anyway, but baseball has always been America's sport, followed quickly by football or NBA, now depending on sport. depending on the cycling of those two sports. Uh, hockey taking a distant fourth, and then everything else kind of after that. In, in I, got a, uh, sports, anyway. I got an article for you from Forbes.com. 
according to Forbes, soccer will soon be America's third favorite spectator sport. Now, I disagree with that. I would put it fourth. Um, I would go number one, football, number two, basketball, number three, hockey, number four, soccer, number four, baseball. Uh, it says here that a poll last week, this was released in January 2018, found 7% of Americans named soccer as their favorite sport to watch in a survey completed during December. Football okay. down. Football was at 37%. Basketball was at uh, 11%. Baseball, 9%. All declining numbers. Hockey was 4%. Of course, I want to know where they, they did this at, this poll. Well, but, and, and uh, what what uh, when we say soccer, okay, are we talking about kids? Because that I might buy. I mean, if we're talking soccer's getting more popular here in the United States. No, but if we're talking professionally, gonna... I wouldn't say it. Would that would probably not be true? I would doubt. Yeah, but if we're I throwing mean, in all types of soccer, yeah, a lot of kids play soccer. There's a lot of parents going out. Soccer's pretty big in the college scene too, so. I don't doubt they get fairly good crowds there, but but MLS soccer, I don't no, know. MLS is MLS is kind of like the WNBA. It's like okay, it's there, it's cool, but nah, not really our okay, thing. But that is uh, the highest. That is the highest order of soccer in North America. So if people don't is, want to watch it, we're what's, all. What's the point? You got to learn, man. When it comes to Americans, I don't know about Canadians, but at, from American standpoint. We are more determined when it comes to nationalism than we are anything. That's our first priority of business is nationalism. And if you put United States versus anybody, if you put that country label on there, you're going to end up with a very, very interesting match. Uh, You're going to end up with people rooting that don't even give a damn. And I'm talking about... You've got people that will root for the United States in a pie-eating contest. Uh, it don't matter. Like so You had people get riled up, the, uh, up when Kobayashi, when Kobayashi was dominating the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. You're talking about people throwing a fit because a foreigner was beating us on our birthday on I just pulled <laughs> eating up the, our uh, food. And then Joey Chestnut showed up. 2018 MLS attendance for 2018 so far this oh, sure year. I'm sure it's not that great. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised. That, really? Depending on where we're at in the country. Um, but nothing. Now, I know Columbus. Or, I, mean, I know DC, Columbus has a DC, pretty solid following. Well, their average attendance is 10,000, which isn't bad. But you've got some up yeah, there. Yeah, the, the crew have a the, big following. They're, they're close they're to me. The last rank, they're the second last ranked team in the league for attendance. Only D.C. United does worse. Atlanta, Georgia. Really? Atlanta United Football Club averages 50,000 people a game. Wow. They played 10 games with a, a total attendance of over a half a million. That's crazy. I never, I would have never thought that. Seattle, which I would have picked for a soccer town, has 40,000 average. And then we see a fairly drastic drop to Toronto is next at 26,000. Hmm. So let's quickly pull up some Major League Baseball. I know this. I know a Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay game this year did less than ten thousand people. Let's see what. Uh, well, the trouble with Major League Baseball is there are too many teams that just aren't any good. And, and there's too many go fucking it, games. There's a hundred well, the way, the way the games is in a regular up. fucking season. Not, I don't even care. That doesn't even enter into it for me. The problem is, is that there's that the teams are out of it. It's, a, it's an all-star break. Now, why, every, why do I want to go see? Why do I want to go see that team? What's the reason? That's every though. It just seems worse okay, for baseball they're, because they're there's so way many games. Out. I'm not even talking like just a little bit out. I'm talking like 30 games out of first place by all-star break. Well, the average attendance in Major League Baseball, the Miami, is the worst with only nine nine thousand a game. Yeah. Tampa and they Bay, just built 14, a billion dollar stadium about six years yeah, ago. Tampa Bay, fourteen thousand. Uh, up to the top, which is the LA Dodgers, uh, averaging forty six thousand. But that is only eighty two percent of capacity. Even the Yankees, the mighty New York Yankees, 
are only at 86% of capacity. They're, baseball has shot themselves in the foot by making so many games. Like, that's that's what I've been saying. They have to – I don't know what the – well, they're trying to – I just read somewhere that – we kind of got off topic here a little bit, but it don't matter. Um, I read somewhere that they are trying to uh, figure out ways to speed up the game because it's too slow. Well, coming from a guy who's not a baseball fan but works in radio, and we are a Cincinnati Reds affiliate, and we have to broadcast their games, and, you know, you babysit the board and play the games over the radio, and you got to do the commercial spots and everything. Um, when a baseball game takes three hours and 30 minutes, that's too long. That's way too long. That's just, like, who's going to, who wants to watch a game that slow? With no time limit, it could go well, on. You really, really got to like that. You really have to like it. It doesn't get the casual fan. You really have to and like baseball to, to pay um, whatever the hell they want for a ticket to go sit at a game for three and a half hours. Well, you've got to remember, like younger people, like kid people my age. Now, my age will probably be the last generation that baseball has that they love. Uh, people younger than me, they could give two shits about baseball. It's we live in a well, society now where it, they, it used to be a family thing, and I don't know that it is anymore. I really don't know well, who we live in, baseball games, what their demographic is. I'm we live sure. in a society where you get everything immediately, everything now, everything happens now. We want to have we we can download anything to our little pocket computers in a, a second. But it takes three and a half, four hours to play a fucking baseball game. And hey, guess what? You saw the first one. Hey, there's 161 of these still to go. Oh, by the way, if your team is somewhat good, they can make the playoffs and potentially play another 50 games. Or it feels like 50 games. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, Who wants to watch that? It's, uh, it's not a. Uh... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it the, NBA, to, the NBA 82-game season, I feel like, is a little bit long myself. And I love the NBA. I'm a diehard NBA fan, but I think 82 games is just too long sometimes. Like, you could sum it up. You could figure it out in 60, I think. But I'm not well, going to argue more back. There needs to be a way. That, I mean, I know, there's first of all, there's too many teams. But I know why there is. I understand the logic of that, even though there's still too many. When, what you know, uh, baseball particularly, where it's what uh, three division winners and two wild cards. I think there's like five or six teams get into the playoffs, and that's it. And and it's only one game, and you're gone. So I mean, I I, I understand. You get the, the four. I think you get four division winners, and there's a wild card playing game. You get the division game. winners and a wild card, and uh, there's two wild cards, and then one. One more, and the two wild card, the two shitty wild card teams play each other, and then the yeah. fourth, the, the winner of that goes to the, I guess the three division things. But regardless, I understand why there's so many teams, but the games are meaningless. There has to be they a are. way. They've got to come up with something um, that makes the teams want to win. Uh, you know, just like in the NBA where, you know, okay, well, it looks like how far behind are we at the at the break? Ten games? Fuck, we're not going to catch those guys. Fuck it, let's go into tank mode. Well, and don't forget uh, the baseball draft. There's really no incentive to tank in baseball. Cause not, the not draft really. is like a hundred rounds or something. Like, son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> there's no real, I mean, short of if they play college baseball. There's no real league, really. You know, this is not a minor league. Like, there is a minor minor league baseball, but it's not for drafting, if that makes sense. Well, the thing is, those teams own those minor league teams, and they have to fill those slots, and I get that, but you got to put a cap on the draft. Those guys have already all been drafted, though. Like, there is no... there is no place to go. Like, there needs to... I don't know. They just need to do something. I don't know what they're going to do to fix it. It might have to. It I might think have to in, die. I think they they're in to, too deep. They may have to kill a few franchises, or something like that. 
I think they're in too deep, and there's not a lot to save it, uh, especially with baseball. But, you know, we get off on the baseball rant here, and sorry about that. Let's get back on topic. Yeah, that's all right. Soccer. I mean, the soccer is only going to take so much time. Um, yeah, yeah, but soccer is to, slowly creeping into the – yeah, uh, soccer is slowly so- creeping. This is in. why World Cup soccer is better than baseball. Ta-da. I agree. I agree with you yeah. because the games matter. Uh, it was. You know what? Before we get to the second game, let's pay some bills. Okay. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by New Law Office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways? That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. New. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. Big thanks to Stephen P. New, our sponsor here on the show. You know, every time I hear that, it just makes me yeah. want to get it on with Mariska. It makes me want to get it on with Mariska Hargitay, <laughs> the star of the star of Law and Order. You want to get it on with her? We're speaking of get it on. Let's hit another commercial. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun. Going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. And a big thanks to our sponsor, WowFreeCam.com, as well. Indeed, what a wonderful, wonderful website. And what a wonderful segue you set me up with. I had to just go ahead and run with it. Um, but Belgium... i do what I can. <laughs> but Belgium, we, uh, we thank you for your... To, participation let me get that word out we thank you for your participation you almost made it you have a consolation game coming up on saturday but your dreams of the world cup are well there you go poor bells poor bells no more chocolate for you oh well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor, poor the poor guys. Well, moving on to our next game. Our next game was England and Croatia. Uh, <laughs> the, have you, have yeah, you heard from the um, Queen? I have. She was too bereft to even come on to this program because she's pretty tore up. Took a lot out of her. Um Although she did, uh, she did have a lot of fire near the end. She mentioned something about uh, uh, hitmen hit and referees. I'm not exactly sure what that was about, <laughs> but uh, uh, and uh, 
something about uh, Harry Kane better tread pretty lightly the streets of England when he returns after hitting that post mm-hmm. when he could have put England up to nothing. And he, oh God! He, what a he gaffed a he oh, gaffed a sure if they'd have been went up two zero the game I think that would have done it, but he he couldn't get it done. Yeah. He uh, yeah, I mean he made a pretty good effort. It wasn't like he totally flopped it, but but he he should have scored there and didn't. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, I mean the interesting part was the uh, the Bishop of Newfoundland uh, tried to commit suicide by uh, <laughs> drinking 362 uh, Labatt's lights. But uh, the Bishop of Calgary intervened, and uh, there was a there was an intervention, and everything. See, he's back to normal. He got over it. <laughs> oh God! And then there was a run on uh, there was a run on uh, butterscotch pudding and and uh, red roast tea, but not for the good reason. The country mourned. Uh, what can you do? I mean, they gave right. them, they, they gave it they gave it everything. They left nothing in the tank. They just weren't good enough. The, wow. uh, the Croatians said uh, they pecked away and pecked away and pecked away and pecked away, and you could see it was one nothing. But when they tied it up, I knew. I, I said, "Well, that, that, it's it's over." Um, well, Kieran uh, Tripler or Kieran Tripper, fifth minute for England scores the goal, and that was all she wrote from there. Uh, Ivan Persic. Beautiful goal. He scored. It was. It was a beautiful free kick. Ivan Piercic for Croatia scores in the 68th minute. Then an extra time. We thought it was going to go to penalty kicks. At least I thought. Uh, Mario Manduzic, 109th minute goal, puts Croatia up 2-1. to one. And then the country of Croatia proceeded to in, <laughs> incinerate itself from the looks of it. Uh, man, what a celebration. But, uh England had 11 shots. Croatia doubled that. They had 22. Seven shots on target for Croatia, two for England. Croatia had 56% of the possession time to England's 44%. They had more, Croatia had almost 100 more passes. They were more accurate on their passes. Croatia, 23 fouls in the game. England was oh, 14. It was, uh, it is something I want to talk about a little bit. It was um, two, uh, two ways of looking at it. Uh, it was a masterful refereed game in that he let them play. And he never red carded anybody, hence not keeping anyone out of the final. But if that was yeah. just if that was the if that would have been the final, there would have been some red cards would have popped up. There was a oh, few definitely. pretty, pretty uh, vicious, hard fouls that probably maybe it wouldn't have been straight reds. But probably would have been second yellows, and I don't know if that oh, would have yeah, changed the sure. game in here or not. I won't go so far as to say that, but it, there was a lot of shenanigans going on out there, and it was starting to get, particularly when it was looking like uh, nobody was going to score in the and win it in regular time, and uh, you know guys falling down, both teams too, not just one. Oh yeah, always guys, uh... guys falling down. Um, the ref coming out for free kicks and making their marks, and the guys refusing to uh, get behind the the five yard line or wherever the ref had told them they had to stand behind, and the bullshit tactics that that ruin the that ruin the game. In all honesty, and I came up after we had talked the other day. I came up with a perfect way to deal with this. I think maybe it just needs okay. a little bit of uh, uh, what it should be is okay. Um, I have placed the, the referee has placed the ball. He has made the marks, and if I when I blow the whistle, you're not behind them. There's some some kind of a card. I don't know, or else the play's on. I don't care if you're not ready anymore. Don't give a shit. It's nonsense that they have to give them time to, you know, they they they, they bitch about the call for two minutes, and then they bitch about the placement of the ball, and then they bitch about the placement of the wall. And then they actually get into the wall. That all takes way too long. The referee yeah. should just say, no, here's the foul. Once I put this ball down here and blow the whistle, I don't care where you are anymore. I'm not going to care if you don't have your wall built because you've been too busy complaining at me. I'm not going to care. And if it's your kick, same with free kicks where guys get fouled 
and roll around and lay there, and it's they're the team that's going to get the free kick. Mm-hmm. I put the ball down and blown the whistle. You got five seconds or two seconds or whatever it is to take that free kick, and if you don't, I'm giving the ball to the other team. Yeah, kind of put it like a time limit on it. Yeah, something, something. Like, I mean, I, I mean, the, the details of that would have to be worked out, but something along those lines that if you don't want to move the game along, I will. Yeah, for sure. Um, because my um, because this my better half. Of, you know, I I, yeah. I fell down. Okay, I got the call. Fine, I fell down and rolled around for another three minutes. Meanwhile, that the, the game should have been going. And nobody wants to watch, and I won't just say Neymar because he's not alone. He was the big culprit. But uh, mm, our friend Mbot from France did it a couple times too. Oh, they all do. Where it. he, where he uh, had, fell down and and made a bigger deal out of it. Either that, you know, or perhaps even the referee should have the discretion to go. You know what? I called that foul against them, but with that display you just put on, I changed my mind. <laughs> It's, or like it's, well, it's still a foul in. against them, but I'm going to give them the ball because I just called you for delay a game. Well, like the referees basically would end up being a uh, – <laughs> they'd be like a really pissed off dad. Said, you know what? It was my fault, but you acted like a little bitch, so you don't even do well, that. Well, you took it too far. <laughs> you made You made me look stupid. You made yourself look stupid, and you make the sport look stupid. When we all know, after just seeing that replay, that you didn't even get touched, and you're still rolling around. Okay, and, uh, somehow I don't know. Somehow they've got to do something about it because it ruins the game. I don't know if it's just the culture of the players, or if uh, I, I don't know what kind of fines they can impose on federations or whatever they can do to make it stop. But it really needs to stop because it, it just ruins the game. Yeah, it, it's gotten out of hand. Uh, my better half actually watched that entire England Croatia game. It was a good uh, game. I'll be honest, I didn't. I didn't get to watch all of it. She watched all, every bit of it. I actually went to sleep because of the, my work schedule has been destroying my life for the past week. But uh, she she watched every bit of it. I wake up to a text message from her saying England choked. <laughs> well. I think I, I won't necessarily say they choked, but I would say that you saw at the end of that, as that game went along, you saw their lack of uh, experience. They didn't. They didn't have anybody on that team that's ever played on that um, at that pinnacle before. Let's put it that way. I mean, they didn't even have anybody on that team that had played in a Champions League final. I don't think. Whereas the Croatians have, have three or four guys who haven't played in the World Cup final, but have done everything else there is to do in soccer, so the spotlight, and not rookies. Either. Yeah, you know, I mean, all in all, I don't think England can be all that upset about their performance. Yeah, they were pissed they didn't win, but I'm pretty sure if somebody would have told them uh, you're going to finish in the top four in the World Cup before it started, I think they'd have been happy to. I think that would have been a, a, prog- a prognostication they wouldn't have been too upset with. Yeah, I think they would have too. It was a, uh, it was one of those things where, at the time, you're upset, but when you step back and take a look at it, you're going to be happy with the way things turned out, well, unless they, you're Tom Robinson, and then you're going to be pissed. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they they failed. Yard. They failed to do the thing that you know that you've got to do. They could not score in open play. Almost all of their goals were free kicks, uh, corners, yeah. set pieces. They they didn't really manufacture a lot of moving on the go offense for goals, and it cost. They them didn't, because, and um, you know Harry Kane not getting on the scoreboard seemed to have cost them because he, I think he was uh, six of seven, maybe six of eight shooting in this World Cup, maybe. Something like that. Something like um, that. When he got a shot on goal. But he... Uh, and most of them I mean, were... I said he, he should have... He had the chance to make it two to nothing, and I think that would have killed him. But uh, he didn't, and and he hit the post on the on the second attempt. And they, yeah. that 
that kind of took the took a little air out of the sails. And, and like I said, the Croatians are you know veterans. They just you know the game is the game's ninety minutes long for a reason. You know, yeah, <laughs> you just can't get that goal. I mean, whether they score twelve minutes in or six minutes in or something, it was one nothing for five. It was pretty early. Yeah, it was awfully early. That's just you, you might as well pretend you don't even have that one. It's too early to. You know, you got to you you got to do everything you can to get that guy a, a brother or a sister. You got to give that thing. Well, a you got to remember when with. when people when people score that early, they almost go on the defensive of okay, now let's just take a knee. Yeah, but you like, dude, but you the game can't. Started. You gotta you gotta keep playing like like it's tied. We want to fill that net. We want to we want to wear that net out behind that guy. I guess yeah. it's just hard to it's hard to do because it it don't happen very often. You, you no, know, no, it doesn't. Even, the other sports all the time where football particularly you know we've all seen 15 and 20 point leads disappear in a quarter and you go yep. how in the hell is this happening i mean they've they've, they've been absolute shit for, for for three quarters and yet somehow this game is tied yeah it happens more often than you think but uh we got about uh 9 minutes left here tim so let's just go ahead and start talking about the the third place game is Belgium versus England on Saturday. That'll be um, who gets the bronze. So whoever is the second loser of the World Cup gets that. Uh, yeah, that match will take place Saturday at 10 a.m. And then the final uh, is France-Croatia uh, Sunday at 11. Eastern. I would be These very surprised Eastern. to see the Belgians lose to England. I think England is... Uh, shot the proverbial load, as we'd like to say, and I, I don't think they got anything yeah. left. And yeah, the horseshoe in their bet. pants is uh, no yeah, longer lucky. The poorly a, clover is gone. The queen yeah, is turned off her Belgian. That'll be a Belgian win, and we'll have to put uh, the Bishop of Newfoundland on suicide watch again. But uh, again. he's probably, he may jump out of the tower, but... Uh, but yeah, now I'll give that to the Belgians. And as much as I, yeah, I agree. As much you. as I like the uh, the pluckiness of the Croatians, and I'm uh, I'm uh, what's the word? Uh, not amazed, but I'm 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 uh, I'm carried along by their national enthusiasm. They haven't been a country very long and haven't had much of a chance to do this kind of thing. I think they were in the first one was. I want to say 96 or 98 or something like that was their first World Cup. So they haven't been at it for long as a nation. Uh, so I admire their pluck and moxie and all that. But uh, I just I cannot put my money uh, against the French. Um, I'm going to go with France for the win. Too much experience. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I Too think much uh, of everything. Croatia... Croatia will be remembered as the team, the the Cinderella, but it's going to strike midnight on Sunday. Uh, France is just too good. I think France is going to win it, get their second World somebody, Cup. Somebody might have to go back to the very first show, but I think I may have even – I think I picked two or three possibles, and I believe France was one of mine. So I'm going to take some credit. Maybe. I don't, I'll have to go back and listen. I, I'd have to check, but uh, you probably I you think I have. I know Belgium, Belgium was my pick from the beginning, but uh, – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. think I had a hardcore number one pick. I, I won't go that far. But I think I had a list of like three or four, and I believe they were on it. So I'll take that if that happens. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a great World Cup season. Uh, we've had a good time doing this. It's kind of a little specialty thing, Tim, uh, Tim and I. It started, as a, uh, it started as a joke. Tom Robinson posted on Twitter that Tim and I would be doing coverage that of big, the World Cup that big because dummy. he didn't know that Tim and I were actually World Cup fans and watchers. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, here we are. Because I, I told you, we've only got a two-week break, and then it's the International Mosquito Shooting Championships in the Yukon. <laughs> so shooting? I will oh, be there. Man, I can't wait. I the mean, ESPN APO show picking up that one. We can't wait for that. Yeah, that's on ESPN 36. <laughs> it's on I ESPNA <laughs> And I don't mean the letter A I mean E-H-A yeah, uh, And I really I gotta be honest In soccer I've had a good time And I, I would I would cover Any kind of soccer I'd, uh, English Premier League The Euros The Olympics Anything like that I'd be happy to Happy to cover But uh, after that Yeah it's, I don't really It's hard know, to keep up uh, with You know Like once yeah, you get past The World Cup sport no, but even sport-wise, I, I don't really know what one I'd want to give a go at after the 
Um, you know, football, of course, we'll, we'll jump into college football and NFL football eyeball deep here when I get oh, going. Yeah. But, it's around the corner, and Tom and I, 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 Tom and I never yeah, stop on that. for the football. Yeah, and then TR and I have uh, the basketball show. We do that every single week. Um, you know, we're nine months into this little venture. Um, the wide men can't jump shows. I uh, was looking at it the other day. We're about, we're almost right at nine months in. So if uh, I would have knocked TR up on that first night, we'd have had the baby here soon. We'd have had a baby. And if, if somebody would have told you that uh, nine months later you'll be, uh, you'd be able to say with 100% certainty that over 20 countries in the world were listening to you weekly. It's getting people up there, man. The, the, yeah, people from over the wide 20 different radio nations network, in the world. The Wide Men Radio Network is growing by leaps and bounds. It's unbelievable. I mean, and uh, we, we here do not we, we do not fudge our numbers. No, we, we do not. Be really, we won't be really clear about them either because, to be quite honest, we're kind of a we're as confused as everybody else about what qualifies for for what. But we are yeah. literally in the tens of thousands since we started. So now how that stacks up against other people, I don't really know, and I don't really care. Uh, but it, I find it amazing to me that it is amazing to me that that amount of people want to hear what we have to say about anything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy. It's about, true. I mean, I love all of them for doing it, but it's crazy to me that there are actually people that – take the time out of their busy, busy days. And I know there, this day and age, there's a million things people could be doing. With our, even if you just like podcasts, there's a million choices out there. And that uh, 20,000 people on the platform have picked us. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really fun. <laughs> and uh, we're all over the U.S. And we've got North America covered. Uh, Twenty. I just did the count. Twenty-one countries in all downloading our our show. And if you'd have told me that at the beginning of this thing, I would have never believed you. Um, Tr and I started get... this. Tr and I started this as a little bit of just fun. We were just like, hey, you know what? Let's do this, and we'll see what we can do. Maybe make a couple dollars here and there, sponsoring and things, and talk to some interesting people. And you know, here this last week, we've had guests from ESPN, Sports Illustrated. Uh, you know, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, all over the world. I counted our guests. We're up over uh, for guests for between the Sunday night roundtables and the uh, the the basketball shows and all the guests that we've had. Not not callers. I'm talking about invited guests that we've had. We're up over 40 guests in over. We have, you know, we've done we 36 basketball shows than, and a bunch uh, of Sunday night shooting shows. Shooting the mothership. <laughs> I mean, we we just you know, and we're not trying. I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back here, but you know, boy, smoke up our own ass. But it's you know, we're just we're putting out facts. We've done we've and, had wrestling hall of famers. We, we've had wrestling some hall of those guys, former NBA players, commentators, yeah, sports writers. Some of those writers. guys have actually retweeted back, you know, some awful nice stuff about us. And yes, even they said, have. You know, these guys know. These guys know, I mean, professionals. We're talking about guys who make their living off of the sport. Not not yeah. people like us who, you know, put a few bucks in our pocket here and there for doing it. Talking about guys who make yeah. a living off the sport have retweeted and said, hey, you should listen to these guys. They know what the fuck they're talking about. I didn't say fuck, but yeah. I threw that in there with my Canadianism. But, uh, you know, so you should, uh, should take a take a listen. Yeah. And if you you like goofy, we're goofy. If you like crazy, we're crazy. We can be damn serious, too, especially about sports. But we're usually kind of goofy while we're doing it. But, uh, you know, there's just, there's not much you won't hear on the Wideman Network. Let's put it that way. A little something for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want to thank everybody who's who's been listening, whether you're listening to the basketball shows, the Tim and Tom show, the Sunday Night Roundtables, the World Cup show, the, the hockey show. Football's around the corner. We've got so much stuff planned for this little venture. We'll have and, a 30-minute uh, uh, we'll uh, soccer finale where we play the yeah. anthem of the winning country 
and I tell you all the great <laughs> things about that country. Ta-da. Sounds and good to me. We're about out of time. So. We are about out of time. So for Tim, this is Nate. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on the World Cup Review. We'll see you next time. Everybody check us out, blogtalkradio.com slash jump. And make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on Twitter at WideJump. Everybody have a good night. Yeah, I'm going to move something. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump.